Hi everyone, this is Tavi Nasir, welcoming you to another episode of Leadership Biz Cafe, brought to you by Tavi Nasir Leadership, our leadership firm that now offers both virtual as well as in-person leadership keynotes and leadership workshops on a variety of topics. To learn more about what we do and offer, as well as to check out our award-winning leadership blog, visit our company's website at tavinasir.com. And with that, it looks like it's time for us to serve you with yet another cup of Leadership Espresso Shot. In episode 55 of my podcast, I looked at three crisis management lessons leaders could learn from the COVID-19 pandemic. At that time, we were in the first few months of 2020 when many countries were either in some form of a lockdown or were anticipating putting similar restrictions as the number of cases of COVID-19 began to grow. As we're now past the halfway point of 2020, It's become clear to many leaders that this current global pandemic will last well beyond the end of this year, and that the business challenges and negative outcomes from this global crisis are things we'll need to deal with for several years to come. With this in mind, many leaders are having to balance both addressing short-term needs and concerns to mitigate the negative fallout from various measures put in place to reduce the spread of the virus, while at the same time putting forth new measures and approaches that will help their organization regain its footing onto firmer ground in order to succeed at achieving their long-term goals or vision. More specifically, as leaders, we know the value of the various change initiatives or new approaches we need to take in response to the economic challenges and uncertainties the current pandemic is creating around the world. But how many of us can say that our employees see and understand the value behind our collective efforts as well. If we look at the various studies done on employee morale and engagement levels in workplaces prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, we can see that this was already a major blind spot for organizations and their leaders, of how many employees felt a disconnect between the work they did every day and the overarching vision or purpose that defines their organization's raison d'etre. And thanks to the increased levels of stress and worry so many of us are currently grappling with, leaders can no longer afford to overlook this necessary function of leadership if they are to rally their employees to continue to provide their best efforts, in spite of the dire news and sentiments being shared everywhere they look. Over the course of the past decade, we've come to learn that to motivate our employees through incentives or fear, what was often referred to as being the carrot and stick, is not sustainable. That if we really want to achieve the kind of successes and achievements of those organizations and leaders we admire, we need our employees to care about our vision as much as we do. And yet, what we often fail to act on is the fact that if we want our employees to be fully engaged in the shared purpose that defines our organization, we need to first start with ourselves. We need to exemplify in our own unique way the passion and excitement we have for the future we want our employees to help us create, especially in times like now where the future seems so distant and the present dim. We need to recognize that we can't expect our employees to dedicate their discretionary efforts to our shared purpose if they don't see us doing the same before we ask them to. 
In terms of the long view, this also means that we need to create an environment where employees are not simply engaged in the work they do, but remain motivated to keep pushing themselves even when we achieve those levels of success we all aspire to attain. That in spite of all the fear and concern about what today might bring, the potential is still within our grasp to fulfill those dreams for a brighter tomorrow. Of course, to compel our employees to show up to work with this kind of an attitude requires that we first start with ourselves, with being honest and aware not only of the realities and challenges we face and how we intend to overcome them, but by being more aware of the impact our own attitude has on informing our employees of what we truly value and what we really think the future might hold. After all, if we don't see the obstacles our organization faces as opportunities for us to challenge our assumptions of what we're truly capable of, how can we expect our employees to see these realities as anything other than something that weighs us down? To that end, if we don't care about the realities of what's going on in our workplace and how we can do better by addressing the areas and people we've been neglecting, how can we expect our employees to care about what it is we hope to accomplish? How can we expect them to willingly commit their discretionary efforts, their talents, their experiences and creativity to our shared purpose if we lack this basic but so necessary and vital connection with them? It is an axiom of leadership that those under our care look to our actions and words to understand what really matters to us of what our real priorities are, and what we are really looking to achieve. In the face of all this uncertainty about what will happen in the next few weeks, the next few months, and even the next few years, it's vital that leaders be more intentional about connecting what we value, what is critical to our organization's shared purpose, with what matters to our employees. We have to make sure that we create bridges between what's vital to our organization's long-term viability and what would make our employees feel like they can make a meaningful contribution to that outcome. In so doing, we can help fuel that fire in the belly of our employees that makes them hungry to achieve the vision we set before them. That our employees can feel like what they're committing their talents, creativity, and insights to is something worth pursuing, something that only they can achieve and something from which everyone can derive a sense of meaning and purpose. Of course, this is something that we should be doing even in the best of times, when our focus is not simply on survival, but on new opportunities to grow and expand what we offer and the value we can create. But in our current climate, when there is so much to be rightly worried about, when there's yet another issue that can distract us from where we can make the biggest impact and difference, it becomes even more important for leaders to use every interaction, every conversation, every virtual touchpoint as an opportunity to reinforce that message of not just why we will prevail, but why we do what we do. The truth is, we all want to feel useful. We want to know that we bring value to a purpose or vision that's bigger than ourselves. And the only way we can engender those feelings is not by assuming that what we value is the same as what those under our care value. Rather, it's by reaching out to connect with those we lead to understand what drives their internal motivations, what would make them feel like they could make a difference, and connect those aspirations to the goals we have for our organization. 
There's no question that this isn't easy, nor should it be because leadership is not about taking the easy road or serving our own self-interests. Instead, it's about committing ourselves to guiding those we lead towards creating a future we all not only want to live in, but one which we all desire to be an active participant in creating. And if ever there was a moment in time where your employees need to hear this message the most, there's little question that now is that time. I want to leave you with that thought as we come to the end of yet another Leadership Espresso Shot. So I hope I left you with some food for thought about not only the nature of leadership, but in particular what leaders need to be communicating in order to provide greater clarity in such uncertain times. It's these kinds of insights and observations that I'm happy to provide your organization through either a virtual keynote or leadership workshop. We've been doing more virtual keynotes lately thanks to the current pandemic, and if you'd like to learn more about this, please do drop me a line through our contact form at tavernasir.com. And if you enjoyed this or previous episodes of my leadership podcast, please do me a favor and share it with your network. The easiest way to do this is to simply share a link to our podcast page at tavernasir.com slash LBC. There, you can not only play every episode of our show using the built-in media player, but you can also find links to subscribe to our show on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Podcasts, so you can catch our latest episodes as soon as they're released. And with that, I'm Tammy Nasir, and you've been listening to Leadership Biz Cafe. Leadership Biz Cafe.